Amen. All right, uh, I'll let you guys sit. That's fine. You can be seated. <laughs> Give you a break. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter number 23 tonight. Jeremiah chapter number 23. We're going to start with verse number 9. In this chapter, the Bible, God is really dealing with pastors and prophets that were not faithful to proclaim God's Word. They preached a message, but their message was not God's message. And in this chapter, we're going to look at this, and really I can see a lot of characteristics in our world today, just in the fact that there is so much compromise, there are there are so many false prophets even in our world today. And, you know, as we see God as for who He truly is, and, and really God is a just God and a holy God, and God, you know, He tells us about His judgment and about how we should live a righteous life and, and a nation should be righteous. We see people just turning away from the Lord. So I want to encourage your hearts tonight just in the fact that the world sometimes tells us that the message that we bring from the Bible is a message of hate. It's a message of judgment. But I want to show you from the Word of God that it's not that. And, you know, we shouldn't let the world influence us and tell us that God's Word is in some way unkind or cruel. God is trying to show us the truth. So we're going to start in verse number 9. And this is where Jeremiah says, Mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, and like a man whom wine hath overcome, because of the Lord and because of the words of His holiness. Jeremiah says right here that his heart was broken because of the prophets, because of what they were preaching, what they were telling people, what they were leading people to do. Jeremiah actually had a heart that was, was broken over people going into error. And tonight, I, I just want to take this, and, and our hearts should be the same way. You know, when we look at the world and we look at people, we don't judge them and say, man, you know, they're so bad, we're better than they are. Our hearts should break and say, you know what, these people have turned from God. They need to turn back and, and make things right. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll get into the message. Lord, we love you tonight, and we thank you so much for your word. God, I pray that you would help me this evening to preach your word, what you want. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, we live in challenging times, and, and Lord, I believe they will only get worse. So I pray that as your people, you would help us, Lord, to look at a passage like this tonight. And God, just encourage our hearts in knowing that, Lord, we're standing on the truth, and that, God, the truth is good. It's not something that we should be ashamed of. So help us in this present world, God, as we face many who oppose us, God, just to continue to preach the truth, Lord, and proclaim your word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So here, Jeremiah, we're going to see this. He had a message. The message of Jeremiah was for people to really repent, to, make their, to change their ways and to make things right with God. And what we're going to see from these prophets is they had a message of live the way you want to live and everything is fine. It's peace. It's okay. 
You don't have to worry about God's judgment. You don't have to worry about what Jeremiah is saying. And there was a lot of them that were preaching that. And they were leading God's people, God's nation, away from Him. And I want to say first tonight, God is a holy God. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I know we know that. But here in verse number 9, Jeremiah said his heart was broken because of the prophets. And then he said, because of the Lord and because the words of His holiness. God is holy. Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth, inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. And then Revelation tells us that uh, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou art holy. God is the one who sets the standards for holiness. And, you know, the world tries to, to shame us, really, for saying that there is right and there is wrong. And, and the world tries to shame us for holding to the, to the word of God. But I want to tell you today, when we look at a world in wickedness, it should bother us because we know that God is holy. We should be upset about that. You know, I think sometimes we kind of get to a place in life where we just kind of, we, we expect the world to be wicked and we just see our nation and it should bother us to where we get to our knees and pray, Amen. right? To where, we, to where we get worried, to where, to where we say something. It's wrong for me to not say anything. It's wrong for me to hold this back and say, you know what, just let the world be the way it is. Jeremiah, it would have been easier for him to do that. I'm not going to spend all the time to go through his life, but he faced persecution because of his stand on the Word of God. And, you know, at one point, Jeremiah kind of, he struggles back and forth. Do I really want to keep doing this? And one of the reasons was just because he was facing so much opposition. And I want to tell you tonight, if Jeremiah could get to a place where he thought, God, I'm going to hold back. I can't do this anymore. I'm facing all this opposition. I'm doing what's right. But all these other prophets are saying all these other things. I want to tell you, it's, it's possible for us to get discouraged in our life and say, you know what? I'm just going to hold back and I'm not going to say anything anymore. But that's not a good place for any of us to be. You know, I see the heart of Jeremiah here. I don't, like I said, he, he's not preaching to these people. Some of these, these prophets, I can imagine, and we don't really have this, but I can imagine some of them criticizing the message of Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah's message was, you guys are wrong, God is holy, we need to turn back to Him, turn from your wicked ways, and repent. People probably said, Jeremiah, man, what a hateful preacher. He's telling you guys are wrong, he's telling you you're wicked. Did you know that in our world today, People are being criticized for just standing up for the truth now. We're being shamed and saying you can't preach that message anymore because it could offend somebody. That message is offensive. You can't tell people how they need to live their life. But God, you know, God can. We're only standing on His Word. I'm not telling people how to live their life. I'm telling you that there's a God in heaven and that judgment will come upon the people who turn their back on Him and just turn their face to God and say, God, I don't care what you say. I'm not going to live for you anymore. And our nation has turned its back on God. You know, there are people, there are people in churches like this tonight who believe in the Word of God. There are. But I want to tell you as a whole, look at the mess our nation is in. It's a mess. Do you know what the nation, do you know what our world needs to hear? 
We don't need to back down and say, you know what, that's okay, I'm just going to be quiet. We need to stand up now more than ever and say, this is the truth. God's word is truth. It doesn't matter what scientists say. It doesn't matter what all these smart people that go to college and do all these studies. It doesn't matter what they say. Why? Because God is true. Because God is holy. God establishes what is holy. But that's hard sometimes. And I think it just will become more difficult as we face more and more opposition from our world. And I want to tell you, that here's another thing that is wrong with our nation. It, more and more young people are being just brainwashed against God, against His Word. They're being taught all this nonsense. And this, as generations go, it's just going to get worse unless somebody stands up and says, this is the truth. We need to turn back to God. And, you know, if, if the nation doesn't, we're, just, we're headed in a bad place. But I want to tell you tonight, I don't want to be somebody who compromises. I don't want to be somebody who just kind of sits back and says, I'm not going to do anything about it. I have no idea how long the Lord is going to let this world go on. We don't know that. But you know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned about my children and what they're going to grow up in. And I want to tell you this, I'm going to stand on God's Word. And it might not be popular, and it, it might get even worse than it is, but I want my kids to know what the truth is. I want my kids to have somebody to look to and say, you know what, let's stand for the right thing. I don't want them to fall into the same thought process of this world. This world is in craziness right now. And God's Word is true. Jeremiah's heart was broken because he knew that God was holy. And he knew that the people needed to turn back to him. Is our heart broken for this world? Sometimes it's easy to just kind of get caught up in my own life. It's busy sometimes. I mean, work can be involving. And, and you know, it just seems like you're running and doing so many things. But I want to be careful not to be too busy to really not care about what's going on around me. Because this world needs the truth. This world needs to hear the truth. We're going to look at these uh, prophets. We're going, to look, we're going to say here in Jeremiah 23, I want to show you uh, really how these prophets were. Look with me in verse number 11. It says, For both prophet and priest are profane. They're wicked. They're not holy. They're the opposite of what holy is. And then he said, Yea, in my house... Have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Imagine these priests in the house of God as they profane God's house. As they are in the house of God and they're preaching something that's not even true. You say, does that happen? I mean, how many people in the name of God today preach profane things? It happens. In fact, it's popular. It's more popular. You'll find the greater gatherings in churches where God's Word is not faithfully preached because it's an easier message, right? I'm going to tell you, holiness is not a popular thing in our world today. It's not. People don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear about, you know, the sanctity of marriage. 
They don't want to hear about as they live their relationship with, you know, with somebody and live in the same house and they, and they live in wickedness. They don't want to hear that that's wrong. Our world obviously doesn't want to hear it's wrong that, uh, you know, the same-sex marriage. They don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that's wrong. Don't tell me that. In fact, they're, they're, so, they're so proud about it that they just they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that uh, you know, our, our, our language should be pleasing to God, that I shouldn't just talk however I want to talk. I want to tell you that the Word of God is even being compromised, and people don't want to hear anymore that the King James is a good Bible, that we should be faithful to that. They don't want to hear that. You know what they want to say? I, you know what? I think this is okay. And there are so many things that as we preach on holiness, you, and I've even seen people in churches just drop out and say, you know what, I just don't agree with that anymore. I don't want to hear that anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else where I don't hear that. I want to tell you, the holiness is not a popular subject. And it wasn't in their day as well. These prophets were profane. They lived a wicked lifestyle. It, it concerns me when somebody can preach and they never preach on the holiness of God and, and really being a holy person, a, holy, a, a believer, a Christian. That concerns me. Do you know why they never preached on holiness? Because they were profane. The preachers, they said, you know what? We'll live however we want to live. We'll lead, this, we'll lead these people and, and we'll just tell them everything's okay. You just keep living how you want to live. Look in verse 14. He said, I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem an horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. You see, these prophets were living wicked lifestyles. And you know, and, and we know that there are many who have uh, stood behind a pulpit while their life was just full of sin. And, and they, they weren't refraining. They just were living how they wanted to live. That, you know, we ought, we ought to be careful what we listen to. We ought to be careful what we hear. God is going to tell them, don't listen to these prophets. Hearken not unto them. We need to be careful what we're hearing. The preachers that we listen to. Not everybody who stands up and opens a Bible is going to preach you the truth. And we know that. We understand that. But we need to be careful. Because what we're seeing today is, is, is the world is just pressing upon us to really compromise and be more like everybody else. And we got to be careful not to let that influence into our church. There are, I hear more now than I've ever heard. And I, if you work, you know, in a, in a job where you're not around that many people, you probably won't hear it. But I hear more than I've ever heard the message of inclusion. We need to be inclusive. And, you know, whatever they think the word inclusion means, I don't agree with what they think it means. Because inclusion means that I need to accept whatever you say you are. And I need to just say that's okay. That's inclusion. But here's the thing. This is, and I'm not, they're not really churches because they're not true to the Lord. But this concept is, is getting into so-called churches to where they say, now we need to be inclusive to our community. I'm going to be careful here because I know that, uh, you know, I, in no hateful way do I say that, you know, I, I want to see people living in wickedness and I don't care about them because I do. But the way to reach the lost people is not to be inclusive. 
It's not to say, you know what, I'm just going to accept everything that you do. It's okay. Come in. Just do whatever you want to do. You don't have to worry about what God... No. God said there's holiness. God said there's right and there's wrong. There's sin. And you know what caused Christ to come down and, and die on Calvary? It was our sin. It was our sin. So why are we okay just saying, you know what, there is no right and wrong. There is right and wrong. There is sin. And sin destroys lives. People think, just let me alone and let me do whatever I want and I'm going to be happy. They don't understand their sin is destroying their life. And they would look at me and say, they, they would probably look at me and say, you're a fool. It's not destroying my life. I'm happier than I've ever been. But I want to tell you, sin always destroys. Sin always destroys. So what do we need to tell the world? We need to tell the world the truth. And the truth is, there is right and there is wrong. And the truth is, that yes, God loves you. And He does. He loves. But the truth is also that God loves us enough not to just let us do whatever we want to do and walk down whatever path we want to walk down. To me, the message that we preach about the truth that people sometimes call hate they got it exactly opposite. It's love. It's love. Do you know why Jeremiah preached the truth? I believe it's because he loved the Lord first. But I think he loved people. He could have just said, I'm done. right? I'm done with the persecution. You put me in this pit. I don't want to do this anymore. But he couldn't stop. He couldn't stop. You see, he cared. His heart, right here he said, my heart is broken because of the prophets. I'm broken for this. You know why we stand up for the truth? Because we care. Because we care. We care about others. We care about what sin is going to do to their life. These prophets that just said, live however you want to live, they didn't care about the people at all. The people meant nothing to them. They just cared about their own lifestyle. They cared about their own selves. And I want to tell you, there are people who get behind pulpits tonight and they preach, and they don't care one bit about the people. All they care about is themselves. But I want to tell you, if you're going to stand on the truth, we should have a love for people to say, you know what, I'm sharing this with you because I care. If you talk to a person at work, maybe, you know, they open up to you. Sometimes people, God gives you these opportunities. Don't be afraid to share the Word of God with them and tell them, you know, what God says in His Word. You never know what that might do for that person. You know what to me would be a horrible thing? As if you're listening to a person who's dealing with a lot of things or they're living in sin, their life is, is in ruins right now, is for you to just say nothing. Or maybe just say, oh, that, you know, that's a shame. That's a shame. That, for us, that's a shame. We should share the truth with them. But the truth is... There's right and there's wrong. And if we don't turn from our sins, if we don't turn to the Lord, the end of life is not good. So here's these wicked prophets. They, they're living wickedly. They're not sharing the truth. They're not speaking of holiness. It's not important to them. And then in verse 14 we were reading there, it says, They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them 
Unto me is Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof is Gomorrah. You know what God said? They actually strengthen the hands of evildoers. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a prophet or priest who says, I love the Lord, I have God's message, I want to share God's message with you, strengthening the hands of wicked people so that they just continue in their wickedness? It happens. It happens today. It happens in, in like I said, so-called churches today where they just bring people in and say, God just accepts everything and He loves everything and He's not going to judge. And That's not truth. That's not God's message. And one thing that we should do is not strengthen the hands of the wicked people, but we should show them the Word of God and show them where they're wrong and show them where error is. Look in verse number 16. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. It's people just preaching a message that's out of their own heart. It's not a message that came from God. Whenever, whenever I prepare for a sermon, whenever I am asked to you know, fill in for Sunday school or even behind the pulpit, one thing in my heart and mind is to be careful never to put my own words into a message. Because when we preach, we don't preach ourselves. We don't preach a message about what we think is good and what we think is bad. We ought to be faithful to the Word of God. And they weren't. They didn't preach God's message. They preached their own. They preached the message that came out of their own heart. It was their own imagination. And they said, this is God's word. I'm telling you, this is God's word. And they convinced people, and people followed after them. And I'm telling you today, there are preachers who say, I'm telling you, this is the word of God. And they do not preach the truth. And they, they get people to fall away. They deceive people. They deceive them, and they, and, they, and they cause them to follow after things that are not in the word of God. And I'm thankful tonight for this church. I'm thankful tonight for the truth. And I want to say that as, you know, as I, as I live, I want to stay faithful to the Lord. And I want this church to be solid. And if the Lord tarries long enough, I want it to be here for my kids. I want it to be a place of truth. A place where, where God's Word is proclaimed and not man's Word. Look in verse number 22. He said, but if they had stood in my counsel, these, these false prophets, if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from their evil doings. You know what God said? If they really were going to preach my word, they would have caused people to turn from their evil ways and turn to me. Here's the thing. If a message is preached and it doesn't cause people to want to turn away from their wickedness, it's not a good message. If there's a message that encourages people to stay where they're at and just be okay where they're at and not turn back to God, that is not a message that is faithful to the Lord. There are people that, uh, 
you know, they'll leave a church because they want to go somewhere where they feel more comfortable really the way they are. And I want to tell you tonight, I'm glad that God speaks to my heart and I'm not always comfortable. I'm glad that God works on me and sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll sit in a service and God is just pressing on my heart. You know, that's good. That's a good thing, isn't it? I don't want to go to a church where I just always walk out and feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm great. I'm a great man. I'm, you know what, life is amazing. Now, I'm not saying that we should have a pity party all the time, but I'm going to tell you this. One thing that is just so wonderful to me about God is that He convicts us and that He speaks to us and that He works in us. I don't want to get to a place in life where I'm just comfortable with who I am right now. Because I'm going to tell you today, I am not where I need to be. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make it up. I'm not going to say everything's perfect. I am not where I need to be. Because God is still working in my heart. There are still things in my life that are not right. And I want to be in a place where God is speaking to me. And God is working in my heart. I don't just want to hear a message that is, you know, good to hear and say, wow, that's, that's great. I love hearing that. I want to hear from the Lord. Sometimes, sometimes we're so into listening to a message that just has to capture your attention and it has to pull you in. It has to be a great storyteller. And I want to tell you, we ought to get to a place where we're hungry to hear from God. And we want to hear the truth. You know, so, and, and, and we've all been there. You might, tonight, you might be thinking in your mind, I can't wait till Brother Weiss comes back because I'm tired of hearing Jason. You might think that, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But you know, I, and, and I learned this, and, and honestly, I learned it, I think, in one of, uh, it was in definitely one of Pastor's teachings. I don't know if it was an institute or not. But one thing that he encouraged us about is the fact that we should just always be be listening. Sometimes it's hard to listen to a person, right? Have you ever heard a preacher who's kind of hard to listen to? Hopefully you're not thinking it's me. <laughs> but sometimes it's hard to listen to a preacher, isn't it? But you know what? We're so carnal sometimes that we just need to be entertained in our minds to keep it going, right? We're not really looking for the Word of God. We're not really looking to hear from... We just kind of want to... I want a good preacher who can just keep me going and keep me awake and keep me interested. You know what? Shame on us for not saying, God, I want to hear from you tonight. Maybe this guy isn't the greatest. I remember learning in school about uh, Jonathan Edwards. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. The way that they taught us in, uh, in, in school was that he just stood there and he read off this page, right? And I'm sure it was monotone. I'm sure it, there wasn't a lot of dynamics to it. But the way they described it is people just felt like they were hanging on a thread over hell. And people just, it broke their hearts. And when you read about in uh, Nehemiah's day with Ezra, they stood up and what did they do? They just read from the Old Testament. What if I did that tonight? I read from the Old Testament. You'd probably be like, man, I never want to hear that guy again. But there's something wrong with us when we're always having to have it just the way we like it. These preachers right here, they were good. These prophets, you know why they were good? Because they just told the people what they wanted to hear. Let me just tell you what you want to hear. Let's just entertain you. Let's just, and that's, and a lot of times that's what people go to church looking for. I just want to hear kind of a good sermon and then I'm out the door, I'm on my way. 
But that, you know what Jeremiah said? I got a message to tell you from God. And that is repent. And this wasn't a message that people love to hear, but he told it anyway. As God's people, we ought to be hungry for his word and not just entertainment. Hungry for his word and not just something that lines up with my lifestyle. Sometimes I'm going to get preached to and I might say, wow, you know what, maybe that offended me. Maybe it did. Maybe, I, you know, I'm like, I've been doing that for a long time. How dare you preach on that? But if it's faithful to the word of God, you know what we should say? God, you're right. God, you're right. You know what these people said? Ah, just tell me what I want to hear. I don't want to hear what's right. I don't really care what, you know, just tell me it's peace. Tell me it's okay. Tell me there's not going to be judgment coming. I just want to hear that message. In this world today, they want to hear, just give me peace. I want to go to church and I want to feel better. You know what's going to make you feel better? And I mean this. If you got on your face before God and made things right, you're going to feel so much better. But if you just hold on to your sin and live in your sin, and you're going to say, I'm just going to please myself, and I, you're not, I mean, you might feel good for a day, you might feel good for a week, you might feel good for years. But at the end of your life, you're going to realize that God is right. You know what everybody's going to realize when they end this life? God was right. God was right. Now, they might have said, I don't want to hear that right now. It doesn't matter to me. But at the end of the day, all these people in Jeremiah's day, you know what they realized today? God was right. You know what we're going to realize when we leave this life? God was right. But tonight, guess what? We can, we can accept that and say, God, you are right and you are true. And I'm going to hold to your word. These prophets encourage wicked lifestyles. Uh, look with me in verse number 25 now. He said, I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name. They prophesied lies in the name of God, saying, I have dreamed a dream. And then he said, how long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. You know what God said? They're causing people to forget my name by their dreams. When I read this, it just it, it baffles my mind that a prophet who says they have God's word through their own interpretations and dreams and prophesies will actually lead people away from God. Isn't that interesting? There are people who sit in, uh, in places of service tonight who are listening to messages that are drawing them away from God. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? They're going to church. They're going to a place. They're going to a place where they may open a Bible, they may have some version of the Bible, and they listen to some preacher, and the words are actually drawing them away from God. That's crazy. But do you know what that is? It's the devil. It's the devil. One thing the devil is good at is being a counterfeit. He makes it look like the real thing. He makes it look genuine. 
there are such a gathering of people that, you know, go to these places and they, they worship God and they look so sincere and, and genuine and I'm not going to make fun of them. I want to really bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to refrain. But they go to this place and they, they go there just to really to satisfy their own desire. There's no worship for God. It's not, it's not a place where they meet God. They may say they meet God and they have all these, you know, these weird encounters and all these weird experiences, but they don't really want to worship God. They want to really worship, they want to, their own feelings. It's about me. It's about making me feel good. It's about making me, it's about where I fit in here. I want to tell you something. Worship is never about us. It's about Him. But there are places that, you know, there are, there, there are places that, there are churches that, and you could look at them tonight, and you wouldn't be able to tell a difference between going there and listening to their music and the lighting and all that, or going to some concert. And you say, well, you know, what's wrong with that, Jason? They're worshiping God. They're doing what's right. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with that. God is holy, right? So to say that God is holy and he can be exactly like the world at the same time doesn't make sense in my mind. It doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't make sense to say, you know what? We're, like, we're just like the world is. We're bringing people in. People are attracted to this. This is amazing. I'm telling you, there are people in places like that being deceived tonight. Tonight. And, though, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this, and I'm not preaching against any particular church. I'm not, I, I'm not doing that. I, that's not my goal. It never would be. But I know that there are people that preach against churches like us tonight who stand for the truth and say how damaging we are, how judgmental we are, how if you, you know what, if I have a standard, if I stand on the word of God, if I believe God said this, they say I'm judgmental because I tell people the truth. You're not judgmental for that. Don't let the world deceive you into thinking that way. That doesn't make you judgmental. That makes you, but, but your heart ought always be, I love people. My heart is broken because people are in error today. My heart is broken because God is holy and people are turning away from Him. Don't be ashamed to stand up for what is right. At the end of the day, whose thoughts are really going to matter? I want to end with this. At the end of the day, whose thoughts are really going to matter? I'm going to show you. Let's look in verse number 30 now. We'll just read a couple verses here. I'm going to show you what God thought of this. There's these false prophets. They, they preach this message of everything's okay. There's peace. They probably said God is loving. He's not going to judge you. It's okay. Live however you want to live. Do what you want to do. And then in verse 30, the Bible says, Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He saith. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, shall, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. God said in these three verses, I am against them. I want to tell you tonight, 
I want God to be for us. I want God to be for our church. I want God to be working in people's lives. Imagine, imagine a church, a so-called church, where lies are being preached, the Word of God is not being proclaimed, People are going to it in, 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 in really in thought that they're following after God, and God is against them. He's against them. You say, is God really opposed people like that? Absolutely, He does. He does. And I want to tell you, God's judgment, and I, I would hate to stand before God at the end of my life and give account for leading people away from Him. I would hate that. I mean, there's no way I would want to do that. You know what? It's okay if the world hates our message. It's okay if, as the world just grows more and more wicked, as we proclaim the truth and the light shines forth, if they hate what you say, that's okay. Because I want God to be pleased. And I want God to be for us. And I want God to work in people's lives. We don't just come to church to play church. It's not a game. It's not something that we just do to fulfill some religious obligation. We come because we want God to speak to us, right? I want to tell you tonight, we need to be faithful to preach His Word to other people. We need to be faithful to share His Word with others. We need to be faithful as we give out God's message that it's not our own message. It's not our own thoughts. It's not our own imagination. God said in verse number 32 that, uh, that these, these, these prophets, that they treated really God's ways with lightness, like it was no big deal. Tonight, it's a big deal. Tonight, I want to tell you, as I, as I open the Word of God, to me, it's a big deal. What some people might say, you know what, and, and, and you'll hear it. Oh, that's really not that big a deal, right? I mean, I know you guys are just too, you, you know, you're right-winged, you're, you're too conservative, you're too for the Lord, you're, you're, you're just too, you know, get, get with the program. We're in a different century here, let's start living different. But I want to tell you, we shouldn't treat God's things lightly. What God says is holy, we should treat as holy. What God says is, is good and pure, we should treat as good and pure. And what he says is wicked, we should take that seriously as well and preach against that. But people don't like to hear that. But I want to encourage us as a church tonight because, uh, like, I know, like, like I said, I know that as we just continue in this world, we're just going to get more and more pressure. But I want to tell you, church, number one, I'm thankful to be in this church, in this body tonight. And, you know, as I look out here and I see the members of the church, it's good serving the Lord with you. And I want to tell you, if you ever hear a message in church that speaks to your heart, don't let it offend you. Don't let it cause you to say, you know what, I don't like the way that was preached. No, get into the Bible. Be like the Thessalonians. Get into the Word of God and say, you know what, God did say that. So I'm going to obey Him. We need to follow after Him. We need to follow His words. And as the world just more and more compromises... There are going to be preachers that stand up, and sometimes they may, their message may sound kind of good to you, but we need to make sure that it lines up with the Word of God. We need to make sure that we're telling the truth to others. I don't want to look out at the world and not care for them anymore. I don't want to get to a place where I'm so busy that it doesn't matter to me. I want to be like Jeremiah, and I want my heart to be broken when I see people living in wickedness.
Broken because I know God is holy. Broken because I know that if they don't change their path, it's not going to end well for them. Let's be those caring people. We should be a church that loves our community. And if we love our community, the answer is not just compromising and being inclusive and just following along. No, it's, it's preaching the Word of God. It's preaching the Word of God. People don't know they need a Savior if they don't know they're sinful. People don't understand how much they need Christ if they think, if they think everything is okay in their life. I want to tell you, when I came to Jesus, I was broken. I was sinful. I needed the Savior. And people in this world today, they need the Savior. But if they don't hear the message of, of the holiness of God and the righteousness of God, they're not really going to... Jesus won't mean that much to them. We're going to close now, so if you would, bow your heads, close your eyes. I don't know if we'll have a song, but if we do... Uh, Brother Joseph will play. If not, we'll just uh, sit in silence for a moment. If God spoke to your heart tonight, hopefully he did, then I, uh, I would encourage you to obey him. Hopefully tonight you have gotten some encouragement out of the life of Jeremiah, out of really his heart for the people. And hopefully as we see how the message of the false prophets was it really led people astray, we would have more of a heart to stand for the truth so that people can hear and turn from their wicked ways and turn to God. I'm going to say a word of prayer and then the, the piano will play and we'll just have a moment of invitation.